welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministry to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture. Discussing issues men face every day, it is a program where men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. I am your host, Mike Salen, and I thank you for joining us today. On our program today, we'll be speaking to Mark Hancock, CEO of the largest Christ Center boy-focused scout troop organization in the country. As families across the country gather to celebrate the holidays and give thanks, Trail Life USA is taking time to thank God for the growth and expansion of the organization since its inception in 2014. Trail Life USA is a premier national character development organization for young men, producing godly and responsible husbands, fathers, and citizens. Troops exist in all 50 states and are growing as Trail Life USA expands around the country. Mark, I welcome you to the program. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. Good. It's good to see you. Let me share a little bit about your, your bio first before we really get into the meat of our program, if you don't mind, so, so our listening audience can know a little bit more about you and who okay. you are. Well, Mark began his career founding an advertising agency that grew to national prominence over 15 years. His conversion to Christ led him into a ministry as a youth and college pastor, an associate pastor, a homeless ministry director, and a global event director for the international ministry, organizing events on five continents. He holds two master degrees in mental health counseling field, has spent a number of years in private practice, and has taught at secular and Christian colleges. Mark is the author of the book, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die?, as well as two booklets, Let Boys Be Boys, Three Winning Strategies for Leaders of Boys, and Five Critical Needs of Boys. Mark has been a guest on numerous radio and television programs, including Fox Nation's Starnes Country, Family Life Radio, and James Thompson's Family Talk Program in 2017. Mark was named to American Family Association's 40 Faithful. He is an author, award-winning writer, and a conference speaker, and he serves as the Chief Executive Officer of Trail Life USA and lives near Greenville, South Carolina, with his wife of over 30 years, and they have two sons. And Mark, I, I, again, I do appreciate you joining us today, and I thank you so much for it. But, you know, as we get to get to, uh, our guests on, I always ask my guests two questions as we begin, just so we can get to know you a little bit better and what God's doing in your life. First question is, what is a Bible verse that's speaking to you at this time? Well, maybe a, a, a personal favorite verse or or maybe a verse that you center your ministry around. And why is that verse so important to you? Wow. Well, let me give you two of those. One is uh, Colossians 1.10 is a trail life verse. And that's a verse that, that talks about walking worthy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's our motto in Trail Life USA is to walk worthy. That's what we encourage our trailmen to do. But personally, what I've been focused on a lot, Mike, and, and what's really been speaking to me is, is in First Thessalonians, Paul says this very simple thing, and you can read right over it if you're not paying attention to it, you, you might miss it. But it's in uh, uh, chapter 2, I think verse 8, right in the beginning of that chapter. He says, uh, I'm not quoting exactly, but he says, we loved you so much that we gave you not only the gospel of God, but we shared our very lives as well. Amen. And I thought, wow, you know, this is impossible. Now, you know, how important is the gospel of God? Well, it's very important. But Paul is saying, listen, I didn't just share with you the gospel. I shared with you my very life as well. 
And so he puts that on the same standing, like the fact that he shared his life with somebody was just as powerful experience for him. He says, we loved you so much. Well, it's easy for believers to say, yeah, you love somebody so much. You want to share them the gospel. I want to share them the gospel. Get them the gospel. Get them the gospel. And that's true. And that's powerful. He's not discounting that at all. But he goes that step further. He says, I didn't just do that. I also shared my very life as well. And that, I, that just really speaks powerfully about, about the work that we have to do as a mission uh, in trail life. And also what, uh, what I think every believer is, is called to do. Because it's so hard to make those connections in today's world. You know, we, we're connected with far too many people. A lot, we're connected with a lot more people than we're designed to connect with through social media and everything. We have hundreds or thousands of friends. Um, so we have all these shallow connections, but Paul was talking about the depth of a connection saying that's on, on the same standard as this powerful and life-changing uh, as sharing the gospel. So that's, that's speaking to me right now. Yeah, that, that is, that's powerful. I've, I, uh, that's one of my life verses actually. And, is it really? Uh, it is. And I share that quite often you know, talking about how important it is for us to pour our lives into yeah. To, uh, other people. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, it's kind of funny. I was kind of I was reading in Ezekiel chapter three this morning as part of a quiet time, and it was talking about how God was telling, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but telling telling Ezekiel how He was going to make him hard headed towards those that are hard headed against the gospel. He was going to make Ezekiel hard headed to share the gospel, yeah. basically, with them. You know, of course, yeah. it wasn't the gospel, but it was the word yeah. of God. And yeah. uh, but anyway, I thought I think that's pretty interesting sometimes about that. So thanks for sharing that. That that, sure. that blesses my heart. Mark, when did you come to Christ? And, and can you kind of give us a regular digest version, so to speak, of, uh, of of those events and how that all came about? Yeah. And how, well, did you, and how did you get into ministry? Yeah, I appreciate that. You, you know, you read in my bio uh, that I started right out of college. I opened an advertising mm -hmm. agency, 22 years old, and saw tremendous success early mm -hmm. on. As being just a kid, you know, when you look back now and I say, man, I was doing that at 22. Um, I'm 61 now. So that was a while back. So I had achieved, you know, success kind of early on. But it's the typical thing that you hear in somebody's testimony. Suddenly you run into something that you, you can't fix yourself. Right. And up to that point, I had been pretty successful at, at being able to just do stuff. And uh, so my best friend in, in high school, he, he joined the Marines. And I went, I went into college. I went to college. I was headed to Philadelphia on business. And I looked him up. And I thought, man, we're going to party like we did in high school. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna stay with him in Philadelphia. I had a few business appointments. I thought, I'm just going to hang out with him. And we'll just, it'll be like high school all over again. Yeah. What I didn't know is that uh, when he joined the Marines, he was stationed in Okinawa and had a kidney disease, went into the hospital. And they're about to cut him open. And a gentleman walked into his room that he had never seen before and prayed for him. And they ran the tests again and let him go home. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> and so, so needless to say, that was a pretty powerful experience in his life. So oh, that's absolutely. what we ran into is a, yeah. is a buzz saw of the gospel in, in Philadelphia. <laughs> and he unloaded everything he had on me. I didn't know this while I was out. Uh, I, he told me year, years or I don't know how long later he told me that when I was out, and my business appointments during the day, he had his Bible prayer group over and they were laying hands on my luggage and all my stuff. <laughs> and so on my way home from Philadelphia, somewhere over Atlanta, uh, 30,000 feet in the air, I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. 
landed, I was staying in a, a three-story condo on the beach in Pons Inlet, Florida, living there by myself. And, uh, and I gave, gave my life to the Lord, uh, that night all by myself in that, in that condo and never looked back. Amen. Well, that's super, you know, that's great too. I always love to hear how God captures men's hearts because every one of our stories are a little different in some way, but yet similar in other ways. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, just amazing. You were talking about your friend kind of praying for you. And what, I had a, a similar situation and, and, uh, and I was also alone myself when I finally made that decision. And, and it, it, it's just amazing how God just works through men's lives in so many ways. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, let's talk about trail life. Sure. Um, Tell me, how did you come up, I guess it was you, uh, that came up with this idea of this Trail Life USA, um, I'm going to call it a ministry because that's exactly what I see it as, mm -hmm. but how did you come up with this idea? Well, it wasn't mine, and I, I'm proud to say that we don't point to a single founder in Trail Life okay, USA. Okay, good, okay. Uh, when the Boy Scouts started to leave their, uh, their focus and abandon some of their principles that they had held for over 100 years. Right. There's really about 300 volunteers across the country who are connected through different platforms, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. And they started talking about the idea of creating an alternative. And then in uh, June of 2013, 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky, in a closed meeting and pounded as day and a half meeting, we pounded out uh, what an organization like this would look like. And there are four different factions that were forming their own Christ-centered uh, organizations as an alternative to the Boy Scouts. And we walked out of that room under one, under one name. We all, we all, everybody kind of laid down what it is that they had and said, okay, if we don't do this together, it's not going to be successful. And so we walked away from that. There were, I think, nine of us who out of that 50 were left to pound out some of the details, including scheduling uh, an inaugural convention. And 68 days later, uh, 1,200 people gathered in Nashville, Tennessee, 1,100 men and 100 women in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's where we rolled out uh, the, uh, the concept of Trail Life USA, the, the handbook, the uniforms, the, or the, not, not the final uniform, but all, all the foundational things of how the organization would be structured. Governor Mike Huckabee was our keynoter. Michael Ferris, who was with uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, right. and then now he's right. with Alliance Defending Freedom, he's Chancellor of Patrick Henry College. Um, so we, it was it was an amazing weekend where we rolled out all these things. These 1,100 men who had come from 44 different states and found out even during the 68-day period it showed up there. And then uh, about three months later, we launched on January 1st, 2014. And of course, we've grown. I, I, I stepped off that, that steering committee, eventually became the board of directors. And then I stepped off of the board of directors to uh, uh, to be the COO. And then about uh, three months later, the board came to me and said, we'd really like you to, to take the role of CEO. And that's that that's been my journey. But it's really the, the volunteers across the country who brought so much. I was not involved in scouting going, growing up. Um, my boys were in scouting, so I was a homeschool dad. So I attended every every meeting because homeschool dad, you don't drop your kids anywhere. You know, you go. And <laughs> so I was involved, but I pretty much sat in the back. I wasn't. I didn't even join then. I wasn't a leader in that troop. Uh, Mike, you you find this interesting? I was asked at, at in our Boy Scout troop. I was asked, you know, would you be interested in being leadership in leadership in the troop? I said, no, I don't want to be leadership in a boys organization. 
yeah, of course, <laughs> God, God kind of chuckled at that one. But um, so, 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 so here we are, you know, our, our troop uh, under the leadership of our leadership, it wasn't me, but our leadership uh, in that troop that became a trail life troop. And as did so many other uh, Boy Scout troops in the beginning, about 50% of our troops were formerly Boy Scout troops. Right. Right. Now, uh, the charter, we have a lot of churches that never had a Boy Scout troop. We're not interested in it, but they see trail life and they say, yeah, that's that we can do. And it really is our Christ centered, uh, boy focused approach, which are both, you know, uh, lanes that the Boy Scouts don't run in. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and like you said, you consider a ministry. We absolutely consider it a ministry, you know, mm-hmm. say all the time, we're not an organization we're not an outdoor organization that's having a Christian experience. You know, we are at our core, a, a Christ centered ministry that uses the outdoors to, to grow and mature the next generation of godly men. So we're, we're a ministry at our core. Yeah. Explain that a little bit as far as, um, you know, you talk about Christ centered and, and, and people hear that terminology a lot of times on various things. And, and explain to me how you make it Christ-centered. What 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 makes Trail Life different from that perspective than other organizations that might be similar to yours? Yeah, well, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would say that the, the way the way that we we vet our our charter partners, you know, we only vet organizations that that uh, our charter partners, which are ninety nine point nine percent of the time are churches. They go through a vetting process. We make sure that they're biblical churches. We make sure that they align with our, not only our faith, our statement of faith, but also our statement of values, which does things like gives a definition for, uh, talks about some things around human sexuality and, and purity and, and those sorts of things. So uh, it's a little bit disappointing to see how many churches don't qualify along those, our statement of values to, to charter a Trail of USA troop because we're, we're, you know, we're biblical in terms of our definition of marriage and those sorts of things. And uh, so from that standpoint, that's, I mean, that, that's just who we are. If, if, if we cease to be that, there'd be no reason for us to exist because you're right. There are other organizations who are doing some kind of the same stuff, but we are doing it with an unapologetically Christian stance. So you'll find that weave throughout the whole program. The example that we use is, is carrot cake. You know, when you get a piece of carrot cake, you don't find these big chunks of carrot in there but there's carrot in every bite. Right. And that's how Christ is infused in our program. It's not uh, overtly religious and churchy, although you cannot miss the essence and the presence of Christ and everything that it is that we do. So that allows us to be flexible in terms of the ministries that we're working with, because we're not a theological organization that brings doctrine, but we do bring this promise, uh, this, this biblical approach, but we allow the different denominational churches and faith traditions to operate within that, that approach. So we're not, we're not talking about things like, you know, uh, how you baptize, you know, you, you're going to determine that on your, on your own church level, that, that church is, is going to communicate those things, but we do talk about Jesus as being the only way to get to God. So, so, uh, so th- those sorts of things we're, 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 we're confident with those, those, um, those typical expressions of, of core, core Christianity, what it means to be a believer. We don't waver on those things, but we allow our troops to carry out the mission of their local church in the way that they present the program. That's and then the boy, the boy focus piece is, is big too, as you know, the book, uh, Boy Scouts kind of abandoned their focus on boys. They, they 
They deliver the same program to boys and girls. And we just don't think, we think boys and girls are different. <laughs> so, so we, we major in boys, we understand boys, we know what it is that they, they need. And we've designed a program that's, that's designed to help boys be successful. And it's a different type of program that we, than we would deliver if we we're going to be delivering to boys and girls together. Yeah, you, you, a couple of statements you made there, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. You're talking about vetting the churches themselves instead of vice versa. The church is vetting you. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, which, uh, you know, they probably do to some degree. But, but basically, you're telling me that um, a, a church just cannot call up and say, hey, we want to charter a troop in our, in our, in our church and they go for it. They've got to go through an approval process, a vetting process yeah. to make sure they align with your values and your, and yeah. your, and your belief system. And that, that, that's super. The other thing. Yeah, that's kind of a surprise to me, but we, we would grow, we grow a lot faster if we just open up to all, all churches. Right, but right. we have a conversation with a senior pastor of that ministry. Yeah. The, the, and um, he's signing off on the charter. And not only that, we have a position in the troop. It's a required position. It's called the troop ministry liaison. Right. And that person's sole job is to make sure that the troop is connected to the church and the church is connected to the troop. Because we believe that the church is still God's plan. Mm -hmm. And so we don't consider we, we don't just meet in the basement of a church. We consider ourselves an outreach of that local ministry. And the churches that are using trail life properly are seeing growth because they're drawing in boys from the community. who may not ever attend your Wednesday night youth meeting or may not ever come to your Sunday school. But you got a boy who's inviting him to go camping or hiking or whitewater rafting or something like that. That unchurched boy join, joins the troop and then that unchurched family joins the church. And so we, we consider ourselves a, a ministry, uh, an outreach of that, of that local church ministry. And, and, we, and, and that, that same person, the troop ministry liaison, actually votes. In fact, we just had an election uh, last week where they vote for our board of directors. Our, our board of directors are put in place. There's one vote in every troop and it rests with that person who has that connection with the church. Mm -hmm. And so that church is speaking into the future of trail life by, and we have an event where they get to ask questions and interview and hear from the, the board members and evaluate them. Uh, so, so we're securing our Christ center focus into the future by keeping that local church actively engaged in the functions of the troop. We're just not meeting in their room and their, in their building. We are a ministry of that local church. Uh, that that's interesting in the fact that you're, you're, uh, the process you're just saying there keeps the integrity of what trail life was all developed about intact, so to speak, that yeah. the local church has a say in what goes on in the overall ministry of trail life uh, by giving them that vote to their directors. The other, uh, you know, I couldn't help but thinking that so many, so many, so often when an organization uh, of a scouting organization Sometimes when when a church says we're not going to do it, those leaders of that organization, that troop, basically go somewhere else and say, "Will you give us a place to meet?" And the church mm -hmm. either says yay or nay or some organization. It's totally different with trail life. It is. Uh, you know, if if the church yeah. decides they don't want to do trail life anymore, yeah. the trail life just dissolves out of that church, and that's yeah. it. That's that's <laughs> what happens. We don't, we don't transfer a troop from one yeah. church to another troop. We shut that troop down, yeah. and 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 now the leaders they may go appeal to another church and say, Hey, do you agree with this vision? But it's a different troop because right. it's under different leadership has a different, you know, everything's different about it. So yeah, we're just not looking for a place to meet. We're looking to advance the kingdom of God in partnership with that local church. 
to to impact that That's community. Super. That, that kind of that kind of gives a a spiritual uh, authority over that uh, ministry at that local church. I mean, yeah, trail life kind of tells you how you ought to operate your troop. But it's the local church that's really over that truth yeah. in ministry. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's owned by that local church. That's what and one of our core values states that is that the troop is it, it's it's church owned. Yeah. Uh, so it is a ministry of that of that church. Super. That that, that is great. I, I love the the concept and the way that that is uh, uh, the the structure is set up. Well, let's talk about the vision. I mean, we've, we kind of mentioned it a little bit in, in the mission and so forth. I pulled it up on your website and see what you have. Would you, would you speak to that a little bit about what the core vision and core mission is? And I noticed, sure. the, motto, I noticed the motto is to walk worthy. Right. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. but anyway, if you talk, talk towards that a little bit. Well, the vision is to be the premier uh, youth organization that makes a difference and raises up godly right. uh, uh, men, citizens, and I'm not quoting that exactly, but our mission is to guide generations of courageous young men to honor God, lead with integrity, serve others, and to experience outdoor adventure. So that's our that's our mission, and 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 we're we're clear on that. You know, it's so easy in today's culture to get distracted by other things, but we're we're constantly bringing ourselves back to that mission, we're building generations of courageous young men who honor God. You see that all through the program, lead with integrity. And we're teaching boys to lead. We're putting them in leadership positions. We're teaching about integrity, biblical integrity. Serve others, which is such a an, an impactful type role in a community for a young man to be serving that community. And then experience outdoor adventure. See, Mike, we knew that boys needed something to attract them to the program. So we, we talk about our focus on three things, adventure, character, and leadership. And the boys come for the adventure, but the parents love that they're getting the character and the leadership yeah. uh, growth as, as they're uh, 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 achieving the mission. Super. That's, that's good. How, how many troops are there in the United States right now? Uh, we're just coming up on 900 troops, 900 different churches. We're, we're in all 50 states. Gracious. Are you, are you going outside the United States any? Uh, we don't have any plans to right now. You know, okay. one of the greatest things, I mean, you know, about, about this country is our religious freedoms. Right. And uh, we're, we're concerned about uh, having to sacrifice those in other countries. And we're concerned about the effects it would have on the USA organization if we were to do that. In other words, if somebody was able to bring a case here and say, well, you do this in such and such a country and you sacrifice this because they, they don't allow that in the country. Yeah. So are you really, do you really believe that here? Do you have to have that here? Because, you know, it's not that important to you because you're willing to sacrifice it in right. other places. So, so we don't have any plans to go outside the country. We do have a lot of military folks in our program and we have a lot of uh, law enforcement community is huge. And so uh, those military families are moving a lot and, and we're, we're working on an accommodation uh, for those boys who may have been part of a troop in the United States to function overseas. And of course, one of the things that COVID taught us is that there are ways to conduct this program virtually and still be successful. So, so we're looking at, at ways to function with boys who may be living in other countries, but for the most part, they're going to come under, uh, you know, uh, a United States troop and we wouldn't be uh, uh, starting a mission or having a charter organization in another country. That's good. That's good explanation. I appreciate you sharing that. 
in, in how that happened. How did, how did COVID affect Trail Life? I know it's affected just about every ministry in the United States in some form or fashion. And so the last 18 months to two years has had to have some kind of an effect on Trail Life. I don't know if it's stunted your growth or if it's increased your growth. You just talked about meeting virtually. And, and yeah. uh, so how, how, how did it, what did you have to do as you walked through that? Yeah, well, it's really remarkable the growth that we've seen. We had our best year yet in this last this last eighteen months. We've seen more growth than ever. We had uh, we added five thousand new members in September alone. We added eighteen thousand new members last year, and I think it's because, or we know that it's because it, there's a couple of things that we point to. One is uh, that the outdoor focus. You know, one of the mm -hmm. safest places you can be is in the outdoors. So our troops could continue to meet, even though the churches couldn't. <clears throat> Your troops would find a place. They meet outside on the property, the church property. They meet uh, in the parking lot and set up. Someone would set up portable tents and just meet outside because the outside was the safest place to be. So when other things were being shut down, trail life troops were still able to be active. Now, there were cases where the churches would say, no, we don't want you meeting at all. Um, and, th and they met virtually. I can't tell you how many meetings I got to attend virtually because, you know, I can't get to all of them in person, but I would get an invitation. And so a couple of times a week, I get to pop in virtually on a meeting and just say hello and, and greet the trailmen. So um, I, I, I had a year where I got to speak to more more trailmen than, than probably in, in the history of the organization. But uh, we, we just really saw growth during that time. And uh, the growth as as things have been opening up has just been has just been phenomenal we we had i think eight record-breaking months in a row and uh and we just continue to see that kind of response some of the things we did during covid in the, in the biggest parts of the lockdown back in march and, and april of 2020 is we held backyard uh events backyard camp out events and we called for families across the country you know to camp in their backyard and we had, oh gosh, I forget the, the number, like 12,000 families participate in our first backyard camp out. And um, then we had a, a backyard concert where we had uh, for King and Country uh, performed uh, virtually. And so people camped in their backyard and they set up screens and projectors and 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 watched this, this online concert, this virtual concert with the, the band for King and Country. We had uh, the Gettys. We had a backyard camp out and movie night and with Keith, Keith and Keith Getty, um, and they, they sang In Christ Alone, gave us a little mini concert, and then we watched the movie Pilgrim's Progress. Mm. Uh, all of us watched that together. We had a backyard uh, camp out and cookout where we had Will Graham come and speak to all of us, and Operation Christmas Childs uh, worked with us, sponsoring us, uh, sponsoring us with that. So, so we did these backyard uh, camp out and concert um, movie cookout, these sorts of events, and just had tens of thousands of families uh, participate across the country because folks were itching to get outside. And these, oh, yeah. weren't just, these weren't just members. These were people who were not Trail Life members. Hey, I'm going to do that. And even some who, who they just set up a blanket fort in the living room or something. They, they, they were craving to do something that was exciting and different because they were tired of sitting around their homes. Um, so, and, and, and we had them post videos and just hundreds of videos got posted showing the families camping in the backyard or, and, and have, have it, having a great time. So, uh, you know, we, we took, you know, uh, and this is something we, that, that we hope that we ingrain in the boys that boys understand is that you can find purpose in difficulty. And it, you know, when we, when we read the Bible, we see that over and over again, 
these difficult things uh, that, that, that that situation that people are placed in, but the ones who pressed through and 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 looked for the heart of God could find purpose in that difficulty, and that's what we did in the time of COVID. Is we found purpose in that difficulty, and we reached more families than than ever uh, through the backyard campout thing. We we never would have reached that many families. So tens of thousands of families across the country we were able to reach. So we found the purpose in that difficulty, and we think that we blessed a lot of folks along the way. Oh man, uh, you you bring back memories talking about backyard camping. I did a lot of backyard camping when I was growing up too, but it was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but, but that is super. That is some great, uh, great, great word there and great ideas. Uh, even just just you know coming away from there that, that parents can do uh, with their kids and things like that. I don't know if they'd be able to tap into the caddies and to, and so forth, but they could they could definitely have some some great time with their kids but just by doing that yeah. trail life is, is really i'm telling you it's fun what else does trail life do you talk about backyard camping and how you work through that during the covid and and uh, being able to speak into but but if it, but, but what are some of the activities that a particular troop might do i don't know weekly or monthly or annually or whatever the case may be uh as 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 a mission to the young boys yeah. Well, a typical troop will meet, will meet weekly and they'll work on things like their, their badges and their advancement and things like that. You know, we have a robust awards program that teaches boys all sorts of things. We have our highest award is called the Freedom Award, which if you're familiar with the Eagle, it's sort of yeah. like that. But it is a more it is a more difficult award to achieve. And it has. How, how's that? Diff- how's it more difficult? Because you um, know, I mean, even in the, you know, the Boy Scouts Eagle, they have to have a project and they have to plan it, put it together and execute it all by themselves, basically. And, yeah, and uh, it, yeah, it has a lot of those same elements, but we, we just really believe in boys. And over the years, that award has, has, has softened in terms of the requirements. And we're back to believing in boys. And then, of course, there's the faith element of it, which you won't find in, in, in the Eagle. So, so like, <clears throat> but we do allow transfer. Like, if you come in as an Eagle Scout, uh, you can transfer it into a freedom award. My son did that. He was an Eagle Scout with the Boy Scouts, moved into Trail Life. Took him about a year and a half to build on the Eagle before he had the freedom award. But you typically, and he earned his Eagle, I think he was like 13. Um, You won't see boys getting uh, the freedom award until they're 17, 16, maybe 16, but most of the time it's 17. It's just a more more robust award. So on a weekly basis, they're working on those sorts of things, those advancements. And maybe once a month, they're going out and they're doing an outdoor adventure, some some kind of camping event or whitewater rafting or zip lining or caving or bouldering, whatever, whatever that canoeing, whatever it is that, that they have in their area to do. And then usually during the summer, they'll do what we call a summer adventure. <clears throat> and a summer adventure is when they take all those skills and they use them. So during that time, they're not working on badges, not working on advancement. They're not learning skills. They're out exercising those skills. And so they're having a blast with those. We see troops go to Alaska. We see troops hiking the AT. We see troops doing boundary waters expeditions. We see troops doing uh, high adventure. Um, see some amazing stuff. And, uh, so, you know, if you go to our website or Facebook or whatever, you see all kinds of things. We're always posting things that, 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 that troop, troops are up to. But boys have leadership experiences within the troop, which is huge. You know, in our culture today, where, where do boys really get a chance to lead? Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're leading a patrol of boys or maybe they're leading the whole troop. 
and we lead them along there. When the boys get up into the high school age uh, program, which is called Adventurers, the adults step back and the boys are running uh, that adventurer unit. Uh, they're making their decisions on where they're going to camp, how they're going to do the fundraising, who's going to bring what, what is the need. They're doing all that planning. And so, but they're being prepared for that. We start at kindergarten with the Woodlands Trail up through fifth grade. Then sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are our, our navigators in the middle grade ages. And then in ninth grade, they begin the adventures. But all along the way, the, the, the leash is kind of being lengthened. <laughs> to where it's eventually uh, removed. And those boys are leading that, that patrol. They're leading the troop. They're, make, they're making the decisions and, uh, and, and they're succeeding or they're failing based on the decisions that they're making. Failure is a huge, uh, is a huge learning opportunity. So we've taken all the bubble wrap off the boys. And even though there is, we put them in a safe environment, we have a health, health and safety guide and, and all kinds of directives. We have a really good child safety protection training program and policies in place to keep boys safe. Right. But we do let them explore risk uh, and competition, get out on the edge of those things to see what it is that they're capable of doing. You know, boy in North Carolina, not too long ago, his father was taken out of his home for horrible, horrible circumstances. And he was left with his mother uh, and three siblings. And she had she hadn't worked in years. And so it was a tough struggle. Well, Trail Life Troop found out about them and said, hey, we will pay for the membership of your boys if you put them, put them in Trail Life and we'll we'll surround them with good, godly men. And uh, and the family stepped up, bought them the uniforms, gave them everything they need to, to start. Well, one of his first things was like a 50-mile hike. <laughs> he came home from his, that hike. He said, Mom, the first day was five days. He said, the first day I thought I was going to die. The second day I could barely stand up and get out of my tent. I guys, just, guys going into the military and basic campaigning <laughs> hard to go 50 yeah. miles. And you got so I slogged through the day. So the third day I saw the summit. The fourth day I dragged myself to the top. And the fifth day I stood on top of that summit. Hey, man. I said, Mom, that was the, the greatest feeling of my whole life. Now, that's solid gold for that mom who's saying, my son has got to learn to experience hard things and push through them. What a life lesson for him in that state that that family was in at that time, where he Amen. walked away from that with that, you know, settling in his heart, I can do hard things. A lot of times we don't let our boys do hard things. We, we rescue them before they, before they, before they, they get too far. We don't like to see their, their feelings hurt. We don't like to see them have to work hard or those sorts of things. But in trail life, you know, we encourage that sort of uh, independence we, we want boys to succeed and, and you can't succeed. If somebody takes a success away from you, it isn't yours. So, so uh, we're, we're challenging them at the edge of edge of their abilities and they're, they're loving it. Cause I remember that's the environment. That's why video games are so popular because they're, they're challenging boys to go to the next level, win the next thing, get the next points. Where are you? What level are you at? Where? I mean, they love that challenge and video games, they get that experience of failure and then trying harder and succeeding over and over and over again. And that's why they love that environment. And when we can replicate that in real life, they love what we're doing there too. Give me a challenge. Let me work at it. Even if I fail, let me brush myself off and try again. That's why video games are so exciting for them. And that's why trail life is, is attracting them by the thousands. Yeah, you, you, you made an interesting comment there towards the end about challenging. You know, I was talking to someone here not too long ago. And he was talking about his ministry, how they get young men. We're talking about young men in their late teens, early 20s uh, in under a mentoring or discipling ministry. 
And within a short period of time, they bailed. They, they just quit. And he wanted to know what I thought the reason why. And I said, because we've got men who are young men who are growing up today who are not being challenged yeah. and understanding that that failure and step getting back up and trying again and keep doing that and understanding that's part of life, part of going yeah. through life. And so, it is. And well, so risk, yeah, risk and competition is huge for boys. You know, we, we, we talk about this all the time. We really believe that boys today – are they're unguided and that they mm -hmm. don't have uh, enough male mentors in their life. They're ungrounded and that we've taken away truth and biblical foundations. They're unappreciated because we think that they're just like girls when they're not. <clears throat> and they're uninspired because we take risk and competition away from them. So in trail life, we restore all four of those things. We guide them with good Christian men who are mentoring them. We, we ground them in the word of God and the absolutes of the truth of the word of God. We appreciate them because we've designed a program that speaks to their, to, to who it is that they are innately, who it is that God's designed them to be. And we inspire them by giving them risk and competition and challenges that are a little bit beyond them. And we let them succeed. So that's, that's critical stuff in the, in the life of a boy. And I think, I, I think we're hitting on all cylinders right now in trail life. Yeah. Let's talk about, it. we got, we're coming up on time and, and this is something I, that I could continue talking to you about for quite some time, but there's two things, two areas I definitely want to, to talk a little bit about, and that is the importance of fathers and father figures to these boys in, in trail life and how you, how you accomplish that. You just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago an example where you had a family where the dad, I don't know if it's any fault of his own, probably was, but he ended up having to be uh, pulled out of the home. You had young boys, they didn't, so you had other people, you had a troop to step up. So how important is it for fathers and father figures in the trail life movement? Minister, well, excuse me. Yeah, real important. You know, 43% of, of homes right now, <coughs> excuse me, with boys don't have a father figure. And 78% mm -hmm. of teachers are female. Mm -hmm. So boys are pretty much being led by women. And that's not a bad thing, except a woman is a great role model for a girl. But a woman isn't a good, great role model for a boy. You know, in, in that situation, that single mom household, this mom is doing a Herculean task of raising that family. Well, basically what she's communicating every day is I don't need a man. And what the daughter is getting is I don't want a man. And what the boy is getting is what is a man? Because he doesn't have that example. So it's critical. And I, I think any legitimate call to manhood must include the call to be either a dad to a son of your own or a dad like to a boy who doesn't have a dad because they're not, they don't have these role models. Girls are excelling in every category. Boys right. are now twice as likely to be a special education, three times more likely to have ADHD. They have fallen behind girls in every single academic category because girls have great role models in these strong women who are, who are making it and the teaching them and leading them. They see that all the time. Boys lack that. Men need to step up, take their place. They need to find an organization like Trail Life or somewhere where they can pour into a boy's in a, in a boy's life and, and make a difference. I don't think there's any higher calling that boys are desperate for, for male mentors and leadership, somebody to show them the way. And you and I, our generation, we've been, we went, you know, we went through participation trophies and all that stuff. And, uh, and, and as a result, we may have missed that, but we've got to turn around and give to our boys uh, the type of leadership that allows them to, to excel and to be who it is that they are, recognizes the rough and tumble, and they're and they're different than girls. They develop more slowly than girls, uh, physically, emotionally, some so many ways. Boys and girls are different, and we have to provide uh, a map 
a compass, uh, uh, a, a, a mentor, a guide, a flashlight, a mountain. We have to provide all these things for boys so that they can they can succeed. And typically that's going to come through the vessel of a man who's going to take that place in that boy's life. It's critical for boys to have someone that they can look up to. Thank you for sharing that. That, that is so important and, and for the fact of uh, men do need to be actively engaged in their son's lives. And it's, it is important for a young, young boy to have that man in his life. What advice would you give a, uh, a boy who may be old enough to be considering the join trail life or to the parents who has a, a young child that they're looking for some uh, some organizations like trail life, what advice would you give them as they consider the join trail life and, and move in that direction? Yeah. Well, let me, let me start with it. Let me start with that boy. You know, uh, there's, there's a world of adventure that's waiting for you. And, and there are men who are willing to take you there. Mm-hmm. Now let me speak to the father. You know, the dad in that household, it's there's less and less ground that men and boys share together. And as they say, this is the first generation being raised by Google because boys typically don't need their father to answer their questions anymore. But the outdoors is this great equalizer. So, Dad, if you're looking for a way to connect with your son, you get outdoors with that boy, you join a trail off troop, you get in this company, this band of brothers, this other men who are, who are raising their sons together and helping raise each other's sons. And that's just a powerful thing for that father-son bond. If you go to trailoffusa.com slash savingboys, there's some videos on there right now that show the changes, the radical changes in relationships between fathers and sons by working in trail life. And in that single mom, trail life is your answer. I was in Virginia not too long ago. We had a fire, uh, campfire after one of the events and a lady came up to me and she said, I need to thank you for trail life. She said, my husband died 10 years ago and left me with my two-year-old son. She said, I cried out for God. I cried out to God that when he got up and approaching his teens, that God would provide a community of men to help mentor my son because I know that he needs that. She says, my husband will want me to thank you. My son is a navigator in Trail of USA and he's surrounded by godly men who have stepped in or filling that gap. My husband will want me to thank you. That's powerful stuff. So single moms, if you're looking for a way uh, to fill that gap for your son, and it is a real gap. You can't do it all. My gosh, you're doing amazing work. What it is that you're doing is, is uh, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I, I could never take the place of a single mom in a household. Oh yeah. And, and the truth is, there's no one who can really take the place of a father in a household. So, Trail Life provides that opportunity. Godly men, background check, child safety, youth protection trained. Uh, we have policies, procedures that they follow after, they must follow after. And uh, we just think it's a great organization. So as a boy, here's the answer to your call for adventure. As a father, here's a way you can connect with your son. Best kept secret best trail life. You're gonna end up with a band of brothers and those other men because the boys go to bed and you're sitting around the fire with those other men and you're talking about your work, you're talking about your marriage, you're talking about how you can be a better father. You're gonna grow closer to those men. And for the single mom, trail life has a place that, that we can we can help your son uh, uh, get what it is that he needs. Yeah, that's super. That's great. Great advice. Great word. Mark, how could I find a troop if I'm interested in in pursuing uh, getting my my child into trail life? What what do I need to do to try to find a troop near me? Well, you go to trailifeusa.com and the tab is get connected. And then there's find a troop. If you click on find a troop, a map of the United States pops up. 
you can put in your zip code or your address or your city or whatever. You can put how far you're willing to drive and it'll show you the troops that are within uh, within that distance for you. And, and, how, and there's a button you click and you reach out to the troop and you let them know you're interested in being a part. Now, um, again, because of our, our, our safety procedures, think that you just don't show up at a troop you know, you reach out and say, I'm interested. And then, and then you'll get an email or some kind of response from them that says, here's, here's, here's how we get connected. Here's where you go. This is when we meet. So that's how you find a troop. If there's not one in your area, in that same area, there's starter troop. And it shows you how uh, you can go through the process of getting a, a, a troop started in your church. I think every, every church needs to have a trail life troop. And it shows you how to get a troop started in your church. It just takes five adults who, who are on this mission. <clears throat> it's interesting, Mike, you know, Sometimes we'll ask them, well, how many boys do you think you're going to have in your troop? And they'll say, mm, probably 20. They typically start with about 40. And it's because it, they say, ah, we don't know if boys can be interested in this or not. When word gets out, what it is that you're going to be doing, what it is that you're starting your church, boys just come out of the woodwork. Yeah. So it's not that hard to start a troop. Uh, there is some effort in the beginning. But when those dads and those sons start showing up, now you've got some help and you have people you can, sh you can share the load of, of running that troop. So uh, traillifeusa.com uh, forward slash uh, get connected. You can just click on the get connected tab. I'll show you how to find and start a troop. Great. Well, Mark, we are coming up on our time. We're going to have to end our conversation. And like I said earlier, I could keep talking about this because this is really interesting to me about what uh, Trail Life USA is doing. And, and I'm just looking forward to, to seeing and hearing more about the ministry and, and what's going on and, and uh, getting the get keep continuing to get the word out of my area about uh, how valuable trail life is to our young boys and uh, young men even uh, that are, that are in that transitional stage of, of, of growing into young, into, into manhood. What mm -hmm. uh, I want to give you a couple of minutes just to um, share whatever's on your heart as we close out uh, to help our boys and our dads, our single moms and whoever else you may want to speak to right now of, uh, of uh, just a, of a word of encouragement and what they what they could do uh, as as parents and as leaders. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I would want to speak to the to the adults who are listening, and men. I want to say that you know that there's a call in your heart to do something more. <clears throat> God's always calling us, I believe, to the to the next thing, and He equips us for that. And uh, I know there's a lot of men who are frustrated, saying, "You know, I really love Jesus." I really want to do something in the kingdom. I want to make a difference. And they're struggling to find that place to do something. And I would say reach out, find a trail life troop or start one and get in with those men and begin to make a difference. You can impact a generation. You know, I really believe what I've had in my heart is this expression over and over again that God is raising up a remnant. A remnant is rising. And I believe that that is men who are rising up to take the rightful place. We've skipped a generation or two as we've ridiculed men, as we've taken manhood out of our culture. And I believe that God is restoring biblical masculinity and he's doing it through men. And so it's, so it's time for men to step up and stop letting the women run the, run the church. Oof, I'm preaching. <laughs> men need to step, step up and take that rightful place and take on the challenge of leading the next generation. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And we have to stop outsourcing that and giving that to somebody else to do. I'm talking about a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for 15 years. Now I look at it and I say, man, you know, how many families outsource their boys to me? I love youth pastors. Absolutely love youth pastors. But but dads and men, we need to step up and come along those, 
the, you know, that youth pastor isn't going to be able to do it on his, on his own. You got to step up and get something going from the next generation of men. And, and for the moms out there, I would say, you know, your son needs, your, your son needs something. God is raising up a remnant and he needs godly men to do it. So find a place for your son to grow up into a, into a godly trail. If it's just one of them, but, uh, but find a place, uh, men find a place where you can engage and and raising up the next generation moms find a place where you can help your your son uh, be engaged in in something bigger than he is uh, that can challenge him and can can grow him into the godly man that you've been praying for amen amen i thank you for sharing that folks if you're listening in you want to know more about trail life and and their ministry and and how you can connect with them you can go to their website at www.traillifeusa.com that's traillifeusa.com. And you can find out all that Mark has been talking about today and sharing about how to get connected and where, where you can possibly find a troop and or even get a troop started, begin that process in, in ministry. Mark, if uh, if someone would like to reach out to you or one of your team members to have you speak at their church or your organization, how would they do that? Uh, I think there's a email address on our, on our website. I believe it's... Uh, Contact at trailfusa.com or maybe info. <coughs> Excuse me, but I know you see some contact information. Love to come out and 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 talk and share share some of this uh, share some of this journey. We speak at a lot of homeschool conventions. We speak at a lot of Iron Sharpens Iron uh, meetings, and uh, so maybe we'll run into you there. But be, be glad to come out and and talk with your group about the mission and vision of Trail Life. Yeah, I, you know that may be one, but I was just looking at your website. You've got home office at traillifeusa.com too. That'll that'll work. <laughs> work. <laughs> That's pretty good. Most of the time I see info, but this was but this was directly to your office. That's great. Yeah. Well, folks, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to reach out to Trail Life, find out more about them by going to their website at, at traillifeusa.com or contact them uh, through through the through one of the links that's on the website there. I think it's very beneficial. And Mark talked about uh, Iron Sharpens Iron. Yeah, they do. And uh, most people who follow me know that uh, I manage Iron Sharpens Iron uh, conference here in Southeast North Carolina. And Trail Life will be there. And uh, I'm not sure who the who their speaker will be. They'll be with us uh, leading a breakout session. But one of them will be there with uh, and having an exhibit table. And I encourage you to come by and and uh, with the conference so you can get to meet them. I think it would be better very official. Mark, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Mike. God bless you. If you'd like to know more about them, like I said, reach out to traillife.com, excuse me, traillifeusa.com, and uh, you can find more that you can for me. If you would like to know more about what I do, you can reach out to me at katefearmen.net, or you can email me at mike.salen at katefearmen.net. As I close the program, I'd like to encourage you to check out my new book, The Call, A Journey into Men's Ministry. You can pick it up on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. And once you read that book, I encourage you to leave a review about the book. It would be greatly appreciated. Intentional Conversations is a ministry of Cape Fear Men. And uh, I thank you for joining us today. And before uh, we leave, I'd like to leave you with a blessing that a mentor used to pray over me after we ended our time together. He would say, I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shake it. This is Mike Sandling saying God bless, and I hope you will join us next time on another Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandling.